When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. This game's going to be quick. Uh, Giants taking on the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are 16-point favorites with an over-under of 38-and-a-half. And you know what? I'm going to take the over because I think Dallas drops 40 again in this game by themselves. That's why I'm taking the over in this matchup. I'm also going to take them to cover at minus 16. I think that one just kind of you know implied it had to go without saying. But Dallas is actually 5-3 and three on the over. We're looking for teams that actually create overs. Dallas creates overs. Might not be all offensive. Might be a couple defensive touchdowns. But this is is this not setting up for just a repeat of week one with Tommy DeVito? We're gonna, like actually going into the game with DeVito as a starting quarterback against the Dallas freaking Cowboys. That's what's happening this week. That's what's happening this week. Chris, I know you got to get something off your chest, man. I, I know you do. Look, he talks about Arthur Smith and you had your rant earlier on. My rant is, you know, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks matter. Quarterbacks are important. And why we have to watch yet another shitty week of quarterbacks because people like DeVito are still in the league is blowing my mind and pissing me off now. I'm going to have to watch a primetime game of the Giants versus the Cowboys and watch a guy basically get annihilated versus Dallas. It's a four o'clock game. Does that make you feel any better? It's a four o'clock game. I got, I'm sorry, you're right. It's a four o'clock game. No, it doesn't make me feel we'll, any we'll better. We'll get to the primetime game in a minute. <laughs> because I'm, I'm so better because I watched the Giants last two weeks where we've actually forgot about the forward passes being involved in the NFL. We were playing rugby, basically. And it's it's painful, Dan. It's it's painful to watch. It's it's not football. It's it's almost like like I said, it's like watching rugby, and I cannot stand watching the Giants right now. I can't stand watching the poor quarterback play, and I am so irritated that we have to watch something like a DeVito play as a result of people just having no value of backup quarterback position. <laughs> like, how how does this even happen? And I think this is where I, I am just so puzzled because, like, you shouldn't need to go ahead and bring in a Matt Barkley and try to get him up to speed because they allow you to have veterans on the practice squad now. Like, th- this isn't an excuse. If this was an excuse, like, five years ago, sure, fine. You can just have, like, a third-string type guy on your practice squad. That is allowed. You can do it. <laughs> you never needed to have Tommy DeVito anywhere near an NFL roster because it's not like he's got some physical upside that having him on your practice squad, you're building towards. No, he sucks now. He'll suck 10 years from now. I'm sorry, but it's not happening, Giants. Exactly. And don't tell me it's not happening I'm, either. He's, he's so bad that I'm begging for Matt Barkley. That's the, the state that we're in. Like, Our pets' heads are falling off. 
<laughs> well, no, and I don't, don't blame the salary cap either for this whole situation because they have how many freaking slot corner or slot receivers they signed this offseason. Sterling Shepard's just being on that team for what reason right now? I mean, look at this. You look at the receiving core that they had and all the things they did offseason. Just cut two of those dudes and actually have a backup quarterback. Instead, we have to watch this crap. Uh I couldn't have said it better myself, guys. I mean, just the fact that Tommy DeVito is going to be the starting quarterback heading into this thing. Just to quickly to play a little devil's advocate, Chris, your your backup quarterback thing. At least in the Giants' case, it took two quarterbacks to get to this point. We well, saw the Rams. We saw the Rams and Matthew Stafford go right from Matthew Stafford to Brett Rippon, and that was so bad that they actually signed Carson Wentz and finally made a decent move. But we've had we've we've seen other teams like it takes one quarterback injury and nothing. I will say at least the Giants had a decent backup quarterback to their starter. Adam, to your point, which I think is what you're about to get to, is how does Tommy DeVito on your roster? Period. But even but even what I was gonna say is. When Daniel Jones goes down, then all right, fine. You know what? They did have a good backup, and I agree with you. But when Daniel Jones goes down, you go to Tyrod, then you need a decent backup to him. And I, you're not going to have a great option or even a good option, but better than Tommy DeVito. Yeah, you could have done better than him to back up Tyrod when Tyrod was starting. And he did this with Jake Fromm. It's like they have no clue. They try to bring guys, and we hear about, well, they need to know our system. Why? Josh Dobbs looked better than these guys have all kinds of three or four years in your system and still suck. So we have to watch this for what reason? Yeah, no, totally agree with you. It is an epidemic in the NFL when it comes to the backup quarterback and the insanity in which it seems to be run by 100% agree. As a result, you do want to play all of your Dallas Cowboys, especially the Dallas Cowboy defense in particular. Uh, Chris, actually, shouldn't we not hit this as the domination? Yeah, dominating defense. Yeah. We might have to do this segment for the rest of the year, Dan, if DeVito's going to be the quarterback for the Giants week in, week out, <laughs> just to let you know. I, I do think it'll be Matt Barkley after this week. I, I, uh, that's going to be my hunch. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott's been on fire. I got him at QB6. The only thing that concerns about Dak, about CeeDee Lamb, who I actually have as the wide receiver one on the week, about Jake Ferguson, who I have as the tight end seven. The only thing that would worry you is that it's such a blowout, like it was a week one, that nobody offensively has to do anything. The, that That is the only thing I think in this situation that would potentially uh, worry you here. Um, I do have a note about Tony Pollard, but first let's go to a question that we got here from TH. Half point PPR, would you trade Keenan and Brees for Chase, Kenneth Walker, and Charbonnet? So you get the Seattle running backs and Jamar Chase. You're giving up Keenan Allen and Brees Hall. Adam, what do you think? I don't think so. Um, I mean, Chase is obviously a much better player, and it, from a you know a dynasty perspective, obviously there's a big difference. On the whole, in half point especially, you haven't really seen that large of a difference. Well, actually, it's been in Keenan's favor, um, but you, you wouldn't normally expect that large of a difference. Um, and then, I, Brees, you're just removing the consolidation of, of opportunities if you go from Brees to Kenneth and Charbonnet. Uh, no, I don't know. I I guess maybe if you're, you feel like you're a little safer with, uh, all right, if Walker goes down, then I already have his handcuff. But I, I think it's unnecessary, to be honest. I, I like where you're at currently. 
I tend to agree with you. Look, Chase's schedule is not really that great coming up. Uh, like they have the Houston Texans this week, then you have the Baltimore Ravens. Steelers is nice, but the Jaguars are kind of stingy uh, against wide receivers. Colts, that's not bad. Vikings, Steelers again, and Kansas City Chiefs for the championship week. Like it's decent. It's not fantastic. And to your point, I don't know if I'm giving up Brees Hall, who looks like he might be a top three running back. Frankly, the rest of the way when I already have a top six wide receiver in Keenan Allen. Chris, you see that, you see that the same way too or no? Would you do this deal? Yeah, I'm more – I'd do the deal. I'm more tantalized. Adam Mall talks about the t- more talented player in the trade. Jamar Chase is the most talented player in the trade, the most upside of the guys. I like the Seattle backfield tandem. I like to think you have the strong upside for both guys. So I like – I would pull the trigger on a deal. I agree with Adam though that it's not necessarily a huge, you know, difference maker that you're gonna you can probably sit not like make a whole difference, but I do would pull the trigger to deal out. Okay, uh, so we got two to one with there, but yeah, either way, it's a fair deal. Either way, uh, Tony Pollard. So I have him at RB nineteen. ECR's got him at ECR's got which? What'd you say? Because you're normal, you're actually looking at the stats. <laughs> well, I, here's the argument you can make for Tony Pollard, right? It's a good matchup, and the last time he scored was week one against the Giants, where he did it twice. That's the only time he's actually finished the top five running back. It was a blowout scenario. He got to fall into the end zone. You could definitely see a scenario in which he gets set up for that again this week. I'm not going to argue against that too heavily, but the Giants have been a little bit better against the rush than I think people realize, especially over the past three weeks, where they haven't allowed a team over a team, not just a player, a team over a hundred yards rushing two of the last three. Oh no. All three last weeks at all. They haven't, they've been actually tougher against the run because Martindale's been blitzing everybody. The defense has kind of shored up some things, a little bit of that run. And you also have a situation in which Tony Pollard has been already RB 22 on a points per game basis. It hasn't been great. He hasn't been what you hope for. He hasn't been the efficient guy. And in his case, and not some others, it's not because he's necessarily splitting the work with other people. It's because the passing game has been more the focus, and he hasn't been very efficient with the opportunities that he's had. Pollard's an RB, too. I don't think you can really make the argument that he's not. So, Chris, I heard your comment. Adam, what do you think? I I agree. Uh, I, I think, to your point, you might see a little more volume this week. Just game script could point that way pretty quick. Um, so for this week, maybe you feel at least like a high two, but I think largely, um, yeah, I, I think you can't feel pretty confident in him week in, week out to be anything more than a volume driven on enthusiastic two. Now, even to your point about the, the, the game script this week, like we've seen the Cowboys in blowouts before. What winds up happening is Tony Pollard doesn't get to play the fourth quarter. So he's playing three quarters of football. That's what's also been killing him too. Like he has been even doing that great in positive game scripts because of that. So it, it's been a little frustrating there as far as that goes. Uh, obviously you're playing Saquon is the only guy I even have on my list that you ever even care about. I don't know when he's going to fall off a cliff, Chris, because it's going to happen. <laughs> he keeps touching the ball 40 times a game. But he's a low in RB1 because at least you know the volume is going to be there. Um, I don't have anything else to this game. Do you guys? We got, I think you guys got it out of your system, right? Yeah. We're good. Yep. Got it. Moving on to the next.